0: CHAPTER 1. CHARACTER CREATION I wake up, my eyes are still closed and the air is pleasantly warm. I'm inside, though. The room smells of camphor and old-fashioned furniture. A memory rises, I struggle to place, and I realise the mix of smells reminds me of my great-aunt's wardrobe. I used to hide there when I was small, excited, waiting for my cousin to find me. It's a smell of mothballs and old clothes. There's also the chemical stink of petrol wafting in and cooking. Someone's frying bacon. A gramophone's playing. I don't recognise the tune, but it's old-fashioned, traditional jazz. I'm in a room with thin walls and single-glazed windows. Horses' hooves clip-clop outside, but also the chugging of vehicle engines. A car backfires. My eyes open to see a paisley-patterned wallpaper. I'm sitting in an uncomfortable chair. It's upholstered in horsehair and scratchy. Before I do anything, I look at my hands. They're not my hands. They're very lifelike, but not mine. Just like Miskatonic's advertising promised, I have awoken in the game. I blink. I can feel the beating of my heart and the rising of my chest. I guess these must be the sensations of my physical body, but I'm deep in trance. I turn my head left and stare at the wall for minutes before I make sense of it. A mezzotint print of a rural scene hangs there. I blink again. There's a graphical display in my field of vision, words and figures I can't comprehend. They don't interfere with where I'm looking. I'm not alone in the room. I turn my head to the right and see a middle-aged man with a bald head. He wears a three-piece tweed suit and sits patiently, wearing scuffed brown shoes. He studies me with great interest. A faint smile plays on his face. You're awake. I clear my throat to speak, but then nod instead. It's less effort. I know I'm in game, but it feels real. He feels real. Where am I? In London, Gower Street, in my flat. Who are you? Without moving, he says. My name is Alistair. I'm here to guide you through your character creation. A glance up point pointed the figures on my hood, even though he can't see them. Can you explain what these figures mean? We'll get to that. I would imagine you're seeing a lot of zeros. And not lots of zeros. He smiles again. You have no skills, no abilities. You are level one. Pretty useless. I nod and repeat what he says. Pretty useless. I feel drugged. My head is clearing, but still I'm drugged. I guess it's the Dreamland Inducer tablet I took. I hope I get used to it and the side effects eventually wane. He continues. But you can grow to be useful, to be special here. I glance up at the figures on my heads-up display and see Health 100. Sanity, 100. Manner, 100. Reputation, 100. I point again, what do these mean? These are your four base statistics. Your health is, of course, your physical health, and if you're injured, you'll subtract damage from this figure. Your sanity is something you need to take special care of. Your manner is for casting spells, and your reputation is a similar statistic to your sanity. Both sanity and reputation affect how you progress in the world. Is this a class-based game? Alistair shakes his head. Then how do I get on? He sits forward, folds his arms, and says, Choose a life. Choose a life? How do I do that? Let's start at the beginning. What kind of character do you want to be? I feel pathetic and juvenile, but it's true, what I say. Badass, strong. We all want to be strong, that's why we play. Alistair raises his eyebrows as if he's heard it all before and is bored, even disappointed. Finally, he says, Do you want to be someone who engages in combat? I nod. With firearms or magic? That gives me pause. After less than a minute's thought, I say, I like the sound of magic. He steeples his hands and touches fingertips together as if in prayer, like a schoolteacher he begins. Your skills are initially determined by the life you've led. As we talk you through your life story, that will suggest a profession to you. But I note you want to be a magic user rather than a street brawler. My own taste, too, although I was a boxer, so don't disdain physical combat. You, too, will need it, eventually. What now? I'm still in my seat, looking around the room. An aspidistra sits in a china pot in the corner. The room contains a sofa and two armchairs. I'm in one of them, Alistair in the other. There's also a piano with sheet music on its stand and lid up revealing the black and white keys, grinning like discoloured teeth. The sound of gramophone jazz still wafts through the wall. Alistair says, as I said, we have to choose a life for you. I'll guide you in this process. Are you ready? I fan out my hands. Yeah, sure. He nods. How old are you? I think for a while. I don't want to be too immature, but then I don't want to be too old. I want to be physically able. 30? That means you were born in 1897. I laugh. It sounds weird, but let's go with it. And what is your social class? Social class in England is very important. You are born into a class, and it's very difficult to leave it. I think hard. I want to have had opportunities. There's no point being a peasant working the land. I briefly toy with being an aristocrat, but that brings its own constraints, so I say, middle class. What did your father do? Job-wise? Yes. I have no idea. I think of doctors or lawyers, then remember the profession suggested by Miss Miskatonic's personality test. It was mine, but it could have been my father's too. A priest. Alistair nods, a priest. And of course, he would have been an Anglican priest, tending to his flock in some remote parish in the country. He scratches his cheek. Or perhaps the city. I remember the grimness of outer London. The country, definitely. North, south, east or west. I take it you were born in England, not the colonies. England. In which county? I ask him to choose for me. I'll choose Sussex and say you were born in Arundel, a very historic and picturesque town on the south coast of England. Your father was parish priest. As Anglican priests can marry, you have a mother. He thinks he's clever. Maybe he is. He smiles. What did your mother do? I shrug. She's a stay-at-home mum. I think we'd better describe your mother as a housewife, the vicar's wife. I see her putting on teas and making cucumber sandwiches for the local cricket team. Perhaps she leads the Women's Institute. This is fun. Already I'm getting a picture of my parents, my imaginary parents, that is. I imagine we lived a very peaceful life in a vicarage, in a beautiful old town in the south of England, he says. Because you were the son of a vicar, you'd have to go to a public school, uh, a private school. I know what a public school is. The denizens of inner London go to public schools. We don't, still. I can be someone else in this game. I'm not a snob, though, I say quickly. I never suggested you were, dear boy. Were you particularly sporty at school? I laugh again. I see myself as being more bookish. I was always interested in history and Latin. It's amazing how I can cook up a story so easily. Lies must come more naturally to me than I'd thought. What happened after you left school?' "'My father pressed me to go into theology college. "'He wanted me to be a vicar like him, but I didn't want to. "'My faith wasn't strong. "'Still, I was under his influence, so I became a priest too.' "'Interesting,' he was smiling. "'And what did you do in the war?' "'The war?' "'The Great War, 1914 to 1918. "'A man of your age would have had to serve in the war.' "'Well, um, could I join the infantry, or perhaps the cavalry?' Alistair says, I calculate at the beginning of the Great War you were seventeen. You would have been in your first year at theology college. I suspect you have entered the army as a padre around 1917, one year's service. I was an army chaplain. Indeed. Makes sense. Alistair stands and looks out of the window at the street scene below. He looks wistfully at the scene, though I don't know why. Perhaps you'd like to check your skills now. I look at my heads-up display and an icon of an outline figure. How do I activate commands on the HUD? Alistair says, simply look at them. The neural net knows where your eyes are looking and you can select the command. Thinking the word SELECT will activate a small electrical current in your brain which the neural net picks up. It will choose that particular tab. Try it. I select the outline figure of myself and the character sheet pops up. I see the figures of 100 against each of the statistics. There's also the subtable for skills. When I touch it, it reveals hundreds of skills, mostly greyed out, but my career as a priest and my brief army service has made certain ones active. Interpersonal skills. Diplomacy, 45. Persuade, 15. Seduction, 2. Intimidate, 3. Empathy, 45. Latin, 60. Greek, 45. Hebrew, 20. Religious law, 90. Ritual, 40. First aid, 30. Firearms, rifles, 20. Pistols, 20. Alistair says with each new level you'll get a further hundred skill points to allocate as you see fit. You have a hundred unallocated skill points already, just from being born. Should I allocate this extra hundred now? He shakes his head. I wouldn't. The game will introduce you to several starter quests. In addition, there's one main story theme which you'll encounter once you've completed the starter quest. Your main quest is different, depending on your game character. So don't allocate now. No. You're the boss. He grins as if I've pleased him. I remember he's an NPC and it doesn't matter whether I please him. Then I stop. Maybe it does in this game. If NPCs can be influenced, flattery is Alistair's key. But I'm still not settled. I wanted to be a magic user. I ask him if he'll teach me magic. He scratches his cheek, thinking it over. He shrugs. I suppose you could spend a few skill points now, though I still think it would be better to wait. Please, I smile winningly. I don't think my winning ways impressed him, but I get a message on my HUD. Alistair offers to teach you magic. Do you accept? I nod. Yes. Nothing happens. Select it on your HUD. I look up and go through the magic skill tree. There are sub-schools. The first is Abjuration. I don't know what that is, but it's just to try it out. I select it and see the first spell is the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. That'll do. I select that one. It needs twenty skill points. I commit those and the lesson begins. Alistair stares into my eyes and I feel woozy. His eyes are so intense like whirlpools and I'm falling into him. All the time I can hear him saying words I don't understand. Then I realize they're Hebrew. He is vibrating the names of God. Then it's over and I feel like I've woken from a surgical procedure. I have an itch in the middle of my head. ''Enjoy that?'' he asks. I scratch my scalp, not sure in choice the right word. ''I know this spell now?'' he nods. ''What's it do?'' He sighs, I'm not your mother to fix everything and tell you what to do. Experiment!'' There's a pause, then he begins again, as if he'd forgotten something. ''Spells are like all skills. You will be often trying to perform a skill against opposition.'' You simply use the skill points you've put into it against the skill points your opponent has in the defending skill. Get it? Seems simple enough, similar to other games. He continues. If you don't have skill points in the skill when you come to a check, you won't be able to do it. I'm studying his puffy face. He likes whiskey, I think. I ask him, Alistair, you're very lifelike. It's like you're really thinking. I am really thinking. But aren't you? I hesitate. I don't want to be rude. "'An NPC?' I nod. "'What do you think?' I peer at him. "'I honestly don't know. "'By the way,' he says, "'you learn skills from trainers. "'Different trainers train different skills. "'You'll notice them by their icons. "'They're all around London.' "'So I'm done here. "'Nearly. You haven't chosen a name.' "'He's smiling. "'Maybe he is friendly, but there's something about him. "'Hidden depths.' "'And he's right, I haven't chosen a name. "'Tentatively, I say.' Adam? Very well. And your surname? I don't know. I think of the first name that comes into my head. Cadmon? Adam Cadmon. Why Cadmon? He was the first English poet. You know, Adam Cadmon was the original man in Hebrew esoteric writing. In real life, I didn't know, but my game Hebrew skill makes it feel like I did know. That's amazing. Check your inventory. I see for the first time I'm wearing black clerical clothes with a starched white round collar. My inventory icon shows the only thing I have is a British Library reader's ticket. He looks very calm. When you stand, Reverend Cadmon, be careful. I stand and I'm as wobbly as a newborn foal. I have to put my hand on the chair arm to steady myself. Then I'm fine. My head's clearer. The inducer drug side effects have worn off. I look around the room again. The place is well drawn. And in perfect 3D, I really am back in London, in 1927. Alistair smiles. Are you ready for your first quest?